my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mark Moss Show, where, of course, we talk about each and every week the decentralized revolution, talking about the way the world is changing right before our very eyes, from a world of centralization, central planning, to a world of decentralization, deglobalization, and more independent individualism, which is a good thing in my opinion. Why is that a good thing? Let's talk about that for a second. So... There is no such thing as utopia. And the reason why there's no such thing as utopia is because your version of utopia is different than my version of utopia. And so I could create the perfect world for me, but it might not be the perfect world for you. And it's very difficult for somebody to make those decisions for you. You don't like it. That's not how human nature works. I give good ideas all the time to people, but they don't think they're good ideas or they're not motivated by those good ideas. And so in a world of central planning, in a world of globalism, we have somebody all the way across the country, like in the United States, we have a president making decisions for 330 million people as if they have enough information for that. Or, you know, in this new world of globalism, we have Klaus Schwab trying to make decisions for 8 billion people that he neither knows nor it appears likes. And so of course that doesn't work. And so the way that we have a much better world is in a world where we are able to choose the direction of our lives. We're able to direct our lives in a way that we see fit. And so in order to do that, we need more individualism. We need to be able to control that as opposed to somebody else making the decisions for us. But also the reason why is even more important than just for our own happiness is the reason this is more important than our own happiness because it's how the world will have progress. 
So what happens is as we become more individuals, we have more specialization. So in the old days, you had to make your own clothes, grow your own food, build your own house. You had to do everything. And of course, most of the time was spent just trying to figure out how to get food. But in a world of specialization, somebody else can grow the food, somebody else can make the clothes, somebody else can build the house, and we can trade. And that's allowed for us to build all types of new things and have all new types of disciplines and science and medicine and technology and all these different things. And so without that, without specialization, we can't do that. But even more importantly, the reason why individualism is really important is because with each of us being different, we all look at the world differently. So I might see a problem that you don't see. And so I can go solve that. Now, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not real, doesn't mean that hundreds of millions or billions of people don't suffer from that. It's just, that's not what you're focused on. That's, that's okay. So I see it or somebody else sees it, or maybe we see the same problem, but we have different ideas of how to solve it. And then we can compete in the market with our ideas and we can try different attempts to solve these problems and see which ones are better or worse. And that's why individualism is so important. When you go into countries like, you know, North Korea or China that are communist and they try, they really have this collectivist mindset where everybody's basically like an automaton, like a robot. Well, they don't have the creativity without the creativity. They're not solving as many problems. They're not coming up with as many solutions. There's no free market of ideas. And so growth really grinds to a halt. And so uh, that's one reason why it's so important to me. And of course, as we move through this world of centralization, global planning, globalism to decentralization, it's always the technology that changes the world. It's what, it's what changes the way that we work, we communicate, we organize, and we have a new technology that is doing just that. It's a brand new technology. The technological revolution is decentralization. We sort of we we all of a sudden have a new piece of technology. It's a new building block that allows us to have this decentralization, and that's driving the world. Of course, that technology is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the technological revolution, and a lot of people would be like, "Oh, Mark, well, cryptocurrencies are well, cryptocurrencies are what? They're supposed to be decentralized. It's decentralization that is the." revolution. And we can have another debate over which cryptocurrencies are the most organized, or sorry, are the most decentralized. We can have that debate at another time. Of course, I've discussed it many times. Uh, but Bitcoin is the revolution. That's what created that decentralization. And the reason why I'm saying all that is because I just got back from seven or eight days, I don't know, a week in Miami, Florida, for the largest Bitcoin cryptocurrency conference in the world. And that is the Bitcoin conference that goes to Miami every single year. Well, it's been in Miami the last couple of years. Next year, it's going to be in Nashville. And so I want to talk about what was going on at the Bitcoin conference. If you weren't able to get there, or even if you were, I'll still give you a different perspective on that. So I want to talk about what happened at the conference, uh, what it was like to be there, uh, what I was doing when I was there, what talks I gave, who I was with, what events I went to, so you can understand. I want to talk about some really, really, really interesting people that I met there, uh, who they were, what they're doing. Um, I want to talk about... Uh, you know, uh, some of the most interesting stuff I saw there, some founders there, some investment opportunities I, I found there. Um, you know, like I said, uh, the work that I got done there and so much more. There's a lot going on. Uh, three presidential candidates were there. I'm amazing. Um, some famous authors and so much more. It was, it was the event to be at. If you care about freedom, if you care about preserving your rights, your human rights, 
then this is an event that you should care about. Even if you don't care about Bitcoin, the technology, you should still care about this movement because at the end of the day, that's what it stands for, freedom. And the reason why the Bitcoin movement is so different than a cryptocurrency movement, and I, I say this all the time, and, and, and you hear people say Bitcoin, not crypto. Not that Bitcoin isn't a cryptocurrency, but it's because the Bitcoin movement is different than the crypto movement. Most people in the cryptocurrency space are trying to make more money. You don't understand. This isn't a scam. Look how much money I've made. Well, in the cryptocurrency space, they're trying to get more dollars. In the Bitcoin space, they're trying to create more freedom. And one of the biggest ways that you can see this is at the Bitcoin conference. I'm not sure what the attendance was this year. 15 to 20,000 people were there at the conference. And I was there, there was a couple days of events before, it's kind of turned into this like whole week thing. There was two days events before, it's called the Thank God for Bitcoin event, which is pretty cool. And then rolling right into the Bitcoin conference. And I don't think one single time did I hear anybody talk about the US dollar valuation of Bitcoin. Nobody cares about that. Instead, we talked about things like human rights. We talked about things like your political freedom. We talked about uh, uh, poverty in the world and how we can solve that. We talked about high value things that only come once you've made that mind shift change. And so only when you get to that, um, can you start to think about those things. And like I said, mostly in the crypto space, it's about how do we make more money? How do I get more of these fiat dollars? And that's not what we're doing. The other thing that's just amazing about the event is because everybody's coming on those ideals, they're coming to figure out how we can solve those things, world poverty, world hunger, like I said, preserving human rights, all those things. Ultimately, what I think it comes down to is human, uh, humanity, uh, prosperity of humanity and human rights. And, and if I summed it up, freedom. And the reason why this is important to understand is because what you hear from mainstream media is a lot of divisive identity politics. It's all over the news today. I mean, uh, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, uh, constantly talks about this. It's all over the news constantly. It's shoved down your face constantly. Uh, you know, women and white people and black people and minorities and gay people and trans people and all this stuff. We don't care about that. We, that's, that's not how we organize. We organize based off of values. And so... When you go to the Bitcoin conference, everybody there has come on values like freedom, which is the highest value. Now, there was all types of races and genders, and I'm sure there was all types of preferences. All that was there, but they didn't organize based off that. They organized off of values. And the reason why that's important is because you could feel this electricity in the air of all the people that have aligned, have organized themselves based off of values and the highest level values. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show talking about the decentralized revolution, I got to take a quick break and I'm going to be right back. So don't go away. I'll be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. 
Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. If you just tuned in, you are listening to The Mark Moss Show. And uh, like always, we're talking about the decentralized revolution. And, you know, we look at it through the lenses of politics, finance, and technology. And, of course, it's technology that drives the world the most. And that's what we're talking about today because the groundbreaking, the technological revolution, not just a new technology, the revolution is decentralization, decentralized technology. And of course, that is in Bitcoin. Now, a lot of people think that Bitcoin is just money and it is money, but it's also more than that. So you have Bitcoin, the network, which is the the, the network of computers that are all around the world and the nodes that run the top copies of the database. And then you have Bitcoin, the asset that moves on top of the network. But there's lots of other use cases for the network. Imagine having a borderless, permissionless, decentralized, immutable, censorship-resistant computer network. What else could that be used for besides money? Well, turns out lots of things. In a world where we need, where well, we don't need, in a world where we're having more censorship than ever before. When we're seeing more fraud because of changing systems than ever before. We're seeing more exclusion because of the permissions that are being required everywhere. In a world where that's happening, then we need a solution to that. So we would need something that's permissionless to join. We need something that's immutable so it can't be changed. We need something that's censorship resistant so we can't be censored. And so as these big problems are coming up all over the world, we need a solution. And that's what Bitcoin, the network, and yes, Bitcoin, the asset are providing. Let me just give you an example real quick, and then I'm going to talk more about exactly what happened over the last week. Uh, but an example that uh, of, a, of a new development that we're having on top of the Bitcoin network. So again, 
we have permission. So like, for example, I need permission from a government to bring certain goods into the country. Uh, because of misinformation and malinformation and blah, blah, blah. We're having censorship. We're censoring um, communication. You can't say that. You can't transmit that message. We're having censorship of, of books and material. And this is only rising. It's going to be a worse problem. So for decades, uh, I mean, I'm sure longer, I mean, pro probably thousands of years, um, you've had persecution. You've had governments blocking the Bible from being brought into the country. As I, long as I've been paying attention for decades and decades, I've seen people risking their lives literally to smuggle a copy of a Bible into a country like North Korea, China, something like that, Iran, wherever they're doing it. They have to smuggle in because they don't have permission to bring that in. They're being censored. They can't share that information. And, it's, and, and they're being destroyed. It's not immutable. And now Bitcoin has solved that problem. So now Bitcoin, the network, not Bitcoin, the asset as money, but Bitcoin, the network allows, and we have it now, we talked about this on a previous show, that the entire King James Bible has now been put onto the Bitcoin blockchain. And nobody, no government, nobody in the world can take it down. It's immutable, can't be taken down. And if I want to send that Bible across the Bitcoin network to somebody in North Korea, China, et cetera, nobody can stop it, block it, or prevent it. This protects and preserves human rights. Now, you might say, well, I don't read the Bible. The Bible's stupid or whatever. Okay, fine. Well, what would you think that we might need to do that? So, for example, what about 3D gun schematics? Fill in the blank. I'm not going to sit here and run through everything that you think that could have value on there, but you're starting to see the situation. Uh, obviously, money is the first killer application of that. The lady that cuts my hair, um, she's from Afghanistan. And as you might recall, the U.S. Uh, abandoned Afghanistan. We ran with our tail tucked between our legs. And the Taliban took over. And they took over a lot of things, including the banking system. And she was telling me when I was getting my hair cut, uh, I'd love to send some money back to these women I know in Afghanistan, but I can't send it because the Taliban will just take it. Well, she can send it over Bitcoin. The Taliban cannot take it that way. You're starting to see it. Well, anyway, let's jump into the, some, some of the recap from the conference. It was an amazing time, lots of things. So it was a really busy week for me, more busy than normal. And you're going to he be hearing more about that uh, because I decided to do a lot of work when I was there. And so I had access to a lot of very well-known people, um, some amazing thinkers, and I got to sit down and record a lot of content. So a lot of the content that I recorded with them will be releasing that. Um, I gave a lot of interviews when I was there. Um, I was on two different panels. Well, first of all, we did, we did an, a pre-event for two days. And like I said earlier, it was called Thank God for Bitcoin. And it actually was started off of a book titled Thank God for Bitcoin. I would highly recommend reading that book. If you haven't already, shout out to that book. Go to Amazon, order it get it on um, Amazon uh, Audible. I think it's like a four hour listen or read if you want to do that. I would highly recommend it. Even if you don't like the title, it's still worth reading. As a matter of fact, it's probably the most um, purchased and given away book that I've, that I've done. I bought a bunch of copies and gave them away because it's an amazing perspective on labor, on work, on money, on savings, and lots of things like that. So uh, they had an event. Now the book has done so so well that they've actually launched their own event. And it was a great event uh, for a bunch of reasons. One of them is just because, like I said, it gave us this new perspective and allowed us to talk about uh, Bitcoin in ways and just uh, from different perspectives that I had never thought of before.
And uh, it brought people who were from, you know, different religions or no religion at all. It wasn't really all about that, like I said. Um, and so anyway, started out at that event. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, brought in some really cool speakers. Um, at, the, at the main Bitcoin event, I gave two talks there. Uh, one of them was on legacy systems and liberty. Legacy systems and liberty. I was on a presentation with James Lavish. Uh, James Lavish, you might recognize that name. He's been on my show a couple times. Um, he's also my partner in the Bitcoin Opportunity Fund, which is a new fund that we're launching to help people invest through the ecosystem. So like I said, this Bitcoin space is so much bigger than just money. It's now a network that allows us to transfer um, information. And so there's all types of investment opportunities through the entire ecosystem, not just buying the asset. And that's what we're working on with Bitcoin Opportunity Fund. If you'd like to find out more about that, you can go to bitcoinopportunity.fund. Again, bitcoinopportunity.fund. But anyway, I was on the panel with James Lavish. And then I was on also on the panel with Wolf Vondelaer, who is a PhD doctorate uh, in, in economics, in Austrian economics. And so we talked about legacy systems, we talked about liberty, and we really talked about uh, how legacy systems are taking away our energy. Of course, if you're a regular listener, you know I talk about this all the time, and the need to build up this parallel economy. And I talk about we want to build up a parallel economy, we want to build a new system to disrupt the old legacy systems. Specifically, the main legacy systems are that I want to disrupt are media, that's why I'm doing my own media, right? I don't need to listen to CNN. You can listen to small people like me or the Joe Rogans, et cetera. So media, we want to disrupt media. We want to disrupt education. Legacy education is, is horrible. Um, Mike Pompeo, ex-Secretary uh, of State, I believe, said that uh, the most dangerous person in the entire world, in his opinion, is the head of the U.S. Education Department. I forget her name off the top of my head. So we want to disrupt education. We want to disrupt health. No longer can we trust our doctors to do or give us uh, information at, that, at our best interest. We can see how they were paid and bribed to now give us medication we didn't want. Um, we want to disrupt uh, finance and all those things. If you're just tuning in, I'm kind of going on a rant explaining what has been going on over the last week when I was at the largest Bitcoin conference, probably the largest finance conference in the world. I'm going to, I got a whole lot more nuggets uh, to talk about when I come back. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Mark Moss show. I'm going to talk about that. And I have an interview coming up with an MMA champ. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hi, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. And we're talking about, of course, each and every week, the decentralized revolution. And I'm talking about um, my week. I just got back from the largest, I believe, the largest finance conference in the world. Certainly the largest uh, Bitcoin crypto conference in the world. And that was the Bitcoin conference that just happened in Miami uh, last week. And so I was on a panel, Legacy Systems and Liberty, talking about how these legacy systems are taking away our liberty, how we can how, how we can disrupt those. You can find all these talks on YouTube for free. So if you want to go check them out, I did another um, another presentation on the stage, and it was called Steady Lads. Um, and it was this was the highlight. This was on the main stage in front of the entire conference, and it was basically the macro picture outlook. So what's going on with the globe? You know, with the global macro, uh, American macro. That's you know finance, etc. Um, and I did that with Lynn Alden, who I've referenced her work many times on this show, and Preston Pish. And Dylan LeClaire, and Dylan's been on the show as well. And that was a hit. It might have been one of the most watched, rewatched uh, episodes on YouTube. So you can check that out as well. Just go to the Bitcoin Magazine YouTube channel and you can find those. Um, so we did that in front of a massive audience. It was pretty cool. I got to go to some really fun events, including the biggest Bitcoin bull in the world. And that's Michael Saylor. Uh, Michael Saylor is one of the biggest Bitcoin holders that we know of. I'm sure there's bigger ones that we don't know of. I think he's up to like 140,000 Bitcoin at this point. I think it's something like he owns one out of every 150 Bitcoins or something like that. Uh, Michael Saylor went to his house, got to go on his yacht, a big old party on his yacht. And while I was at the party on his yacht, I met and got a chance to actually talked to for quite a while, um, RFK Jr., who is a Democratic presidential candidate hoping to potentially unseat the incumbent president, President Biden, from that. Of course, RFK, I believe he's the nephew of John F. Kennedy, JFK, um, one of our, I think, the last president to have gotten assassinated on the job. Of course, when he was hoping to get rid of the intelligence community and the central bank, he ended up dead. Um, so did that. That was super fun. Some of the most amazing people I met besides RFK, which was really cool. I also met a, he's, he, RFK is running for a left, a democratic um, presidential nomination. And I got to meet Vivek Ramaswamy. He's running for a Republican. So he's on the other side of the aisle, Vivek Ramaswamy. I've had him on my main YouTube channel. Um, we recently did an interview, sit down interview with him. So you can check that out. Just search Mark Moss on YouTube and you can find that interview over there. Uh, hopefully it's out already. Uh, but I got a chance to sit down and talk to him as well. That was really awesome. It was really awesome to see that we had presidential candidates from both sides of the aisle, proving that freedom is not political. Freedom is not some fringe right wing thing. It's just human freedom. And money should not be political either. Money is just money. It doesn't need to be left or right. And so seeing that we had somebody from both sides of the aisle there, Republican and a Democrat, really proves that out. Uh, one of my favorite people that I met there was Whitney Webb. She is 
an amazing talent. She is a national treasure. We need to protect her. Um, I've had her on my main uh, YouTube channel. You should check out that interview, Whitney Webb. Um, the, the interview's done amazing well. Just search Mark Moss Whitney Webb. You can find that. Um, she was she was really cool to meet in person because she's very friendly. She's very nice in person, and she's even smarter in person when you just talk to her kind of on a friendly level. Um, she's going to be providing more research. We're going to be talking about her stuff more, and I'm going to have her back on the show as well. But you definitely, if you haven't watched that interview, just search Mark Moss, Whitney Webb. You need to find that. You need to watch it. And then I would recommend that you go watch her other stuff as well. She is like a human computer, the ability to just remember every name. It's amazing. Kenny Florian, uh, UFC legend, host of uh, st some other shows that he does as well. Um, he's been on my, my on my show as well. Got to meet him in person for the first time. That was really cool. Uh, Luke We Are Change is a well well known kind of investigative journalist. He was there. Got to hang out with him and talk to him for a while. the The amount of mind share in this space is just mind boggling. We had uh, Zoltan Pozar, formerly with Credit Suisse, probably probably certainly arguably the most uh probably the most educated person in regards to the global financial system how the plumbing works how the euro dollar banks and all that all that works probably zoltan parzars is probably the premier expert in that like i said this transcended just bitcoin as money this is a movement and uh, the people that were there shows this. Um, we had someone on the left, uh, you know, a Democrat. We had someone on the right, Repu uh, Republican. And we also had somebody in the middle. Tulsi Gabbard was there. She left the uh, Democrat Party to go to the Independent Party. Um, man, it was awesome. I did uh, a couple interviews for some documentaries. A lot of people doing documentaries. Again, the mind share. All of these people, politicians coming over, some of the smartest people in the world, like Zoltan Pozar. Uh, we have filmmakers coming. They're making videos, not just about the space specifically, about what Bitcoin is, but the movement, uh, the push to freedom, the push to decentralization, all of those things. I was on Kitco. So they're one of the bigger, you know, kind of investment shows out there. You can search Mark Moss Kitco can find that. I got to meet some really cool founders and some new investment opportunities. Uh, one of which was probably the most impressive. It's kind of like, kind of like a Trojan horse. So you might hear about Bitcoin and you hear about Bitcoin mining. I don't want to get too deep into that, but mining is basically a computer that you hook onto a computer network, permissionless. You don't need anyone, anyone's permission. You can buy the computer, plug it in, and you can start helping process transactions on the Bitcoin network. In exchange for doing that, you earn rewards. That's about as deep as I'm going to go. So I buy the computer, I plug it in, I could connect it to the internet. By helping process transactions, I earn money. Let's just call it that. And what we're seeing is, you know, in the United States, this has taken off Texas to become kind of the main hub for Bitcoin mining. But I met a founder, and I'm not going to talk about the whole company because it's a little bit of an NDA. Uh, but what they're doing is there's devices in your home that use massive amounts of electricity. And you're already using those devices, and you're already buying the electricity. What they've done is figured out a way to put these Bitcoin mining computers into your uh, already existing electrical devices, and you can earn money back. So for example, I can buy a space heater for my for my bathroom, and it's $100. And it's going to cost me, I don't know, 50 bucks a month to run. I don't know how much it costs. And I have another space heater here too. And it's also $100. And it's also going to cost me 50 bucks a month to run, but it's going to give me back $15 a month in income. 
both space heaters or refrigerators or washer dryers or air conditioned units, whatever, uh, whatever device you have in your home that's using a large amount of electricity, it can run this and subsidize the cost. It can rebate me for the energy that I'm already buying. Now, it's not going to pay your bills and you're not going to get super rich off of this, but it can offset what you're already paying for electricity. Now, if I could reduce my electricity bill by 20%, I would certainly do that. I'm sure you would as well. And they're selling this not even as they don't even say anything about Bitcoin. They don't say anything about Bitcoin mining. They don't say anything like that. All they say is, hey, here's one device that's going to cost you a lot of money to run. And here's another device that does the same thing, but you get 20% back on your bills. And a lot of people are going to do that. That's probably the most exciting thing that I saw. Uh, that was that was uh, really, really, really cool. Um, yeah, Robert Kennedy, Tulsi Gabbard. Vivek Ramaswamy, oh, and the author of The Big Short, Michael Lewis. Um, if you haven't seen the movie The Big Short, you should. Um, he, he wrote a book. The book is really good. The movie's good as well. Talking about how the 2008 great financial crisis was created through the housing market. And now he's working on another book on the entire financial crisis and the FTX explosion in the cryptocurrency space and how Bitcoin was involved and so so forth. Uh, that is going to be highly, highly anticipated. I can't wait to see that. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show talking about um, the largest revolution in the world. This is the technological revolution that's powered by Bitcoin. And we just had the largest financial conference in the world that just happened last week. I was there and I was giving you the play-by-play -play of what happened. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk with one of the UFC legends, uh, reigning champ, uh, both in the UFC and now Bellator. I'm talking about Chris Cyborg. She's a female MMA athlete. Uh, we're going to talk to her about what she's doing, uh, what, what she thinks about Bitcoin and so much more. I'll be back with that. You don't want to miss that. I'll be back with that in a minute. Don't go away. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, 
what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back. If you just tuned in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the largest movement going on in the world right now, the largest finance conference. It just happened last week in Miami. And I got a chance to talk to Chris Cyborg. She is a female MMA athlete, UFC champion, now Bellator champion, reigning champion, I believe. Let's jump in and listen to this interview with uh, Chris. So Chris Cyborg, champion UFC fighter. Is that right? Yeah, the Grunsland champion. I got in my career four different titles in different organizations. Okay. So I, I did, I got the UFC belt. Uh, 2018. Okay. But now I'm a Bellator MMA champion. Okay, Bellator. Yes. Okay. So you're the reigning. Yes. The reigning champion. Yes. Why are you at a Bitcoin conference? I've been doing work in MMA for 18 years, and I started learning and get involved with a lot of companies. Uh -huh. Then work with Bitcoin and cryptos. Okay. And I started learning. Okay. Like people say, I got the orange peel, and then <laughs> now I'm addictive. You know, I'm yeah. starting learning. Okay. And this is third time I come to the conference. Oh, it is? Yes. And okay. I'm really happy. In regards to that, like I've seen uh, with Bellator and UFC, uh, a lot of crypto has come in. But yet you're here at a Bitcoin conference. So you said you've uh, started to kind of educate and learn. Have you started to kind of like learn the difference of how Bitcoin is different than most other cryptocurrencies? Yes, different. The crypto is now Bitcoin. Now the first thing I've been learning. Yeah. And the reality because... Um, I started to learn about Bitcoin because as I put the Bitcoin in my website, I know I have a lim limited Bitcoin, oh, okay. like different than other cryptos. Yeah. So yeah. you're accepting it on your own website? Yes. Okay. Yes, received crypto. Where, where are you from? I'm from Brazil. Brazil. Yes. Okay. The Brazilian currency, the real, has done pretty good. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's held up with the dollar. Yes. Uh, most of Latin America, most of uh, Central South America, um, their currencies are yeah, just collapsing. Yes. Right. So then they have a hyperinflation. So then mm -hmm. the price of their goods keeps going up so fast. So those people down there, um, which I'm sure you've you kind of grew up seeing that where it just gets harder and harder to yes. live, gets more and more expensive. Yes. I started you, teaching my friends and my family about Bitcoin. Yeah. But they're very afraid, you know, about crypto, Bitcoin, but because they don't understand much. So um, some of your friends, I mean, that you that are afraid of it, is that in in Brazil? Uh, some Americans too, some like Americans because too. they understand too much, I think you may be yeah. afraid. Not just about Bitcoin, I think crypto, yeah. anything, uh, you can lose money. But because uh, the reality I explained it, you can control, you yeah. know, they don't let somebody control for you. Yeah. You know, you have to start learning about it and do it yourself. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you give somebody doing for you, but yeah. better you learn and do it yourself. I was thinking not so much again, not Brazil, because the currency has yes. been good in Brazil, but in Peru yes, or in uh, Argentina, really bad. Um, if I hold that currency, I lose all my money. Yes. So for if I'm like, well, if I hold if I hold the, you know, the Argentine peso or whatever, yes. well, I'm going to lose my money. So mm -hmm. I might as well go to Bitcoin. Yes. Um, whereas if you're in the in the dollar yes. or the real, then it's pretty good currency. And they send money because I send money to Brazil too. Is the way to send money, pay less fees and stuff. Uh -huh. So you sent money it's to quick. Brazil that way. Yes. Yes. Now, um, 
in order to kind of really understand Bitcoin or to to want to buy it and hold it, you kind of have to think long term. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have to think, you know, the 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 U.S. dollar value of Bitcoin could drop in the next 30 days or the next two months Mm -hmm. or six months. But in two years from now or three years from now, then it's most likely higher. Bitcoin, there hasn't been a three year period where Bitcoin's been down. So Bitcoin's volatile goes up and down. But it, uh, over a three-year period, it's always gone up. Mm-hmm. So um, if you can think long-term, do fighters, do you find yourself thinking long-term about your whole career? Or are you kind of typically thinking like short-term just to the next fight, just to the next fight? No, I, I think for my future. Um, I'm doing this 18 years, like I said. Like I want to complete it maybe 20 years or 21. And one of the main investors in Bitcoin and real estate is a lot of different things. And I think it's very important you think about your future. And teaching my adopted daughter about Bitcoin because it's going to be the future, yeah, I believe. Yeah. When you come to these events, like, what are you hoping to learn? I hope to learn new things, you know. Um, new women. Today I went to the, the conference, a lot of women there. That and was they cool. make me really happy and make yeah. a lot of people. And, and they learn more. You see, it's so new to, for them, too. You know, because I came here three years ago too, and then then come 2021. So I'm not too late, you know. Yeah. I came to learn and then started learning too. And you have to have courage. I saw the super girls there and then we explained and they encouraged you to, to scream in the cell, telling people what is Bitcoin is. Yeah, I thought that was really cool that the girls had that, that event. Yes. I think it's the second year that they've done oh, that. Nice. You know, I hear from a lot of girls and they say that we need to try to get more girls in and, um, you know, the Bitcoin ecosystem isn't isn't friendly to girls or things like that. Um, and I'm curious from your perspective, because you're fighting yes. in, in a man's sport yes, yes. and you've kind of pushed to kind of get this uh, woman adoption, uh, if you will, um, to get in the sport. I mean, do you kind of look at it the same way in Bitcoin? Do you think that's kind of hostile that way? I think getting better. I think, you know, better. I feel very happy today. I went to the conference with the girls. And MMA is the same thing. When I started like 18 years ago, I don't have a lot of girls. Yeah. It's like me training with 50 guys inside the gym. Yeah. Uh, but I have a dream, I believe. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of young girls say, Chris, you know, I started fight, training because I watched you, your first fight. So you just opened the door for a lot of women. And the same thing, I know they have the small group, but I think it's big actually. You know, I have yeah. a lot of girls in the room. But it's growing and open the door for another girls come and they're having some teenagers there too. I was, I was thinking very super cool. Oh, really? Yes. And oh, just open the door for another girls, the pioneers. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yes. I mean, do you look at Bitcoin as uh, like something just to save your money in for later? Or are you looking at it as maybe something that you might want to try to like uh, find uh, a way to work in the Bitcoin industry at some point? You said no, you I was I was just talking to my fiance. I said, we need to find something for work with Bitcoin. Yeah. And for now, uh, I'm just hold, prepare for the future. I know it's the long term, but I was thinking about, I said, we need to do something with Bitcoin. So what's next for Cyborg? You have a couple more years, a few more championships to win? Um, I, my next fight probably going to be October, November, okay. and I'm very excited. I'm going to defend my title. I'm excited for defending my title a couple of times and make a big fight for my fans.
What else do you do besides uh, fighting? I mean, are you do you have like maybe some nonprofits or any other business ventures or anything? Um, I didn't have no profit yet because I want to wait to be retired for me can me myself take care. Yeah, you know, it's hard to leave somebody take care. I like to be a step in front to do, and but I do different ones. I help the different organizations in Brazil. I went to Africa, oh. and and then still work of the rumors. I have the. Pink Bell Fitness uh, for teaching a lot of girls self-defense, everything. And I was thinking about maybe have the opportunity to explain about Bitcoin for them too. Yeah. I never did, but I, I think it was really cool. Pink Belt Fitness? Yes. It's a, you stay spending two days together and then we train. Um, I share a little bit about my life, how's everything. Then share the lives too, you know, and we learn self-defense. I show them a little bit about my Thai, boxing, jiu-jitsu, and about fitness, you know, um, diet. And yeah, it was very, very cool, all the girls together. Is that like a camp? Or? Yeah, it's like a camp two days. Or and sometimes it's one day. Just like one time a year? Yeah, we, I try to do more than maybe three times a year, I try. Okay. Yes. Where's that? Um, I did in California, I did in Thailand. I can do different places. Okay. Yes. My, uh, I, my youngest daughter, we had her doing jujitsu for a couple years and um, she was good. She oh, was nice. real good. She, we, she did a couple tournaments, but then she got older and she didn't want to do it anymore. Um, but she's got a good base. So, oh, nice. Uh, I it's important, you know, yeah. self-defense. It is. It's really important. And confidence. Yes. Yes. Right? Confidence. But you only get confidence from doing it because the yes. confidence is knowing that you have the skills. I believe confident when you learn what you're doing. Right? Right. They will give you confidence. Like when you go to their fight, when you train all the time and you train hard, this is your confidence because you know you Because train. you know. Yeah. Yes, because you train, you're ready for, and sometimes you're not going to win. Yes, but you know... You wait for, you yeah. know, for, for do your best. Yeah. And so I would say back to Bitcoin is kind of the same way where people are afraid of it. Yes. And the way that you get confidence yes. is by doing it. Do your homework. Learn. Do your homework, yes. learn about it, you know, move, move some small transactions. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and the more that you learn, the more that you do it, talk about it, then you gain the confidence. Yes. Just put a little bit in the study. We usually do this. Tell them, uh, put the app in, give some $5 for them. Yeah. And then say, now you have to do your homework, you know, study, looking for, and to play around, you know, for yeah. learning. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Chris. It was, uh, it was great to be able to sit down, meet a legend, like a living legend for real. Um, and you've been listening to The Mark Ma Show, talking about the largest revolution in the world. This is the technological revolution that's powered by Bitcoin. Hopefully you enjoyed that show. Uh, thanks for listening. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. 
gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot, fast, and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.